Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weinberger and Harav Nissen. We look forward to taking your questions and your comments. The number to call up is 718-683-5858-5858. So looking forward to getting your questions and your comments, 718-683-5858. We always have three little requests. Number one, to realize it's a family-appropriate program, so please keep the questions appropriate that if your children ages 8 and above would listen, because we have that age listening, it will be appropriate. Second request that we have is that please not to ask questions, parenting questions under the age of eight. And the third request that we have is to realize once you ask your question, it will not be removed. It's a public forum, and once your question's on, it's on. Thank you, and looking forward for your questions and your comments. That number's again, 718-683-5858. And we are going to our first caller, Mrs. S. Hi, it's me. Yes, it is you. I don't hear. Hello? Yes. My mom can't hear you. Yes. Hello? Hello, Avnissan? Yeah, hello. Yeah. I hear Avnissan, but I don't hear Robert okay, Weinberg. Hold on, hold on, please. Yeah. Hold on, okay, please. we'll just take care of that. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Great. Hello? Hello? Okay, do you hear me now? Oh, now I hear you. Great. Welcome. Great. Excellent. Sure. Go ahead. Yes. So I have two questions. First of all, I'm very excited and I'm very grateful that you gave me an opportunity to sign up, even though you, your um, workshop started already, and I missed the first one. And I'm very excited that you I can still join. Sure, you're and able to hear the recording. We have the recording. You're welcome. We're very, actually, very excited. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not here like to talk about it, but we had a lot of people sign up after just from the word of mouth. I was very surprised that people heard it, and they were afraid it would be too overwhelming. Instead, they heard the gentleness and the love, but it still was direct. But, yes, I wasn't going to talk about the workshop, but thank you for bringing that up. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't nervous to sign up. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't nervous to sign up, but I had a problem with with a payment issue. But now it's it's perfectly fine. I was I was very excited. I wa I was like wanted to be the first one to sign up, but I, my financial was a problem. But now, Baruch Hashem, I have it, and I want to sign up. So my question is, um, my first question is like, if I go like play that, I'm sorry, you're breaking up. Hello. 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 Whoops. It seems like uh, we yeah. uh, we lost uh, the, the. We will go to Miss uh, Y, please. Okay. Hello, Miss Y. I have a question. First of all, I want to thank you so much for your book. Your book is awesome, awesome, awesome. It really, really, really helps understand other people. And thank understand you. The book much Mastering better. Relationships, correct? Mm -hmm, correct. Yeah, it is wow. phenomenal, phenomenal. Really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That is really nice. Hearing it's phenomenal and awesome. Would you give me one detail of something you liked about it? I know people don't enjoy when I do that, but just one little quick thing. Sure. Uh, there's like many, but one of them is to be able to, being that I, I'm going to say, like, I think I'm wind, and to be able to understand people that are earth, I never understood them before, and now it just makes so much sense. 
to simply. Ah, excellent. That is the beauty of it. That is the beauty mm -hmm. of being able to understand and to see different people, their natures, and to really see that they're coming from a healthy place. Mm -hmm. So true. I, I really, really enjoyed it, like, um, awesomely. Now for my question. Um, I heard a funny, like, incident with a relationship. I was wondering if I was right or <laughs> the other party was right. Um, based on, I usually work along best with negotiating because if I think I'm right, I'm not always going to knock the next, per next person because we do have different mindsets or some kind of different ways of thinking, just as the book states. And so I had with this that someone got upset at me, and the way they get upset, I hardly ever have anyone get upset at me. And so I did have someone, and she said in a very interesting way of never explaining why she was upset, I just picked up the phone to call her, and she said, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I don't want to talk right now. I'm very upset. I said, no problem. I'm on a call. My trip, we'll talk later. No, 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 I don't want to talk to you because I don't want to talk because I don't talk to people that I'm mad at. I don't want to talk to you. I said, oh, so that means that you're mad at me. I get it. I didn't understand it before being that I'm like a really straight kind of forward guy. So I ended up waiting. I said, okay, no problem. We won't talk now. I hung up, and for a week it went on. After a week, she was fuming mad just because... What does that mean? What went on for a week? You called her each time, or you just allowed no. her to, no. to be upset? No, I'm so straight. I took it more of, if you don't want to talk to me, so I'm going to wait for the call for you to tell me you're not mad at me. Because the instructions I got is you don't talk to people that you're mad at. I'm waiting for the go-ahead to be able to... Very talk. good. Fantastic. So, thanks for that. So, what, I, what happened was I started reading between the lines that she's the kind of kid as no, come run after me and ask me why I'm mad at you and feel bad and apologize right. for something you don't know what you did, which doesn't make sense to me. So I didn't. And she says, well, well you that's sound you very healthy, Baruch Hashem. Which, but the contradiction was that she kept me, kept me holding the counter for is that you obviously don't care for me because you're not coming and asking me what's the problem. And that's she's not right. understanding that. Yeah, and Am why I is she not understanding? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, yes, exactly. And uh, what is she not understanding? When I said that, that I was waiting for her go-ahead, that she's not mad at me, being that I don't even ask why people are mad at me, because I seriously don't have that. So right. it was such an awkward situation for me that I just let it hanging, and when finally she got through to me, every word that came out of my mouth was bashed to no end, just like yelling and screaming, and I didn't have a problem with it, because I knew it was she that was mad, and I explained to her, I said, just like I don't take on other people's cabalas, I wouldn't take on other people's anger. So beautiful, I, I didn't beautiful. I was just trying to see afterwards. She said that she disagrees. I'm just not showing to my my friends that I even care for them because I'm not. I'm ignoring them for a week and it doesn't bother me. Happens to be she can't say if it bothered me or not because that's a personal feeling. But I was wondering, Good. am I wrong? You not sound so healthy. You sound very healthy now. Let's let's understand some other people. So again, since instead of saying who's right, who's not right, I, I just want to. I just really want to understand. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go ahead. What did you want to understand? I want to understand if um, am I not showing uh, care to my friends, which I never had that before. So now it was bothering me that it's the first time someone's telling me that Let me I ask don't show you care. another question. Let me ask you another mm -hmm. question. This person that had the issue with. How, with uh, how many other people does she have issues with? Uh, <laughs> uh, from my experience, I only know her for a few months. Every yeah. person she has, she gets Excellent. upset at, and then they so run after her. Let's try to understand her. this now. Here we have you. 
that never mm-hmm. has disagreements with other people. And I want to give you a compliment, and, I, and everyone listening, and especially the teenagers, I, I really feel you're an extremely healthy teenager the way you are sounding, which means you're having a relationship with someone, someone's upset at you, they want to set the boundaries, and you're respecting their boundaries. And that's extremely healthy. And now when that friend is trying to sort of shift responsibility, game, um, manipulate things like that about you, you're not taking it, and you're staying healthy with yourself. And that's the next step that we want to gain now is by sometimes if you ever doubt yourself, am I the issue or am I not the issue, we start looking, how do I get along with people? How do they get along with people? And what's happening now is it sounds like your friend is missing some social skills. She's missing the skills how to make friends. She's missing the skills how to keep friends. And she is missing the skill on how to have a healthy relationship. seems like there is so much that is about control or manipulating or, or it's like I will play Bruges, I will play angry, so now you're going to try to get back to me, and that's how our relationship, that's really not healthy. And you're so healthy in the way you're asking. It sounds great. Ravnissa, what do you say to this? It sounds beautiful, you know, just really <laughs> something that uh, you have to find another friend, you know. <laughs> It seems like, uh, as you said, it seems like a very manipulative person and really uh, need attention, a lot of attention. Yeah, and unfortunately we hear this a lot, Rebness, and don't we hear this a lot of people, they try to get like negative attention, I'm in pain, or they go, I'm insulted, and now you're busy calling them up. Uh, I've I've had someone pretty recently, a, a very close person that I know that was in therapy also, but anyhow, they went for therapy, and what they're learning to do is to say, I'm sorry, and not to have to buy the person gifts. They used to, they feel, not they used to, that's their experience, they're used to feeling bad for setting a limit. They felt guilty that they would always buy gifts and learning. You're allowed to say sorry, and the person's allowed to say, I forgive you, and then move on. I agree with that. Yeah, and many people don't know that, and they're feeling bad. So, like, here this friend, like, sort of was, is hurt or is missing some of the basic skills, and you're okay with her missing it. Right. I was just um, feeling, I I know that this is a way of manipulating because, as you've mentioned, I do see a lot of times with her other relationships is that they even apologize before even knowing what they did wrong, or they just call her up and say, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry that you feel this way, like what I do. I, I, I don't feel comfortable apologizing for things that I might even have explanation instead of something wrong. That's right. I love to, like, be honest and open. If, if I am open, it's, oh, you're insulting me, you're too blunt, which is, I always think personally, maybe you could disagree with me, but I think it's more like not a given, but people that are sensitive are not as communicative as as people that are that like to communicate are not necessarily sensitive. I mean to say, like... Is that what I mean? Or I'm not yes, I think what you want to say is that sometimes you can have people that are very sensitive, and because they're sensitive, they're not communicating what's going on. They're afraid to express their happiness. They're afraid to, ex- or maybe happiness they will, but they're afraid to share that they're in pain because maybe they're afraid how the other person will react. Maybe the person mm-hmm. will take it too personal. Maybe the person will be angry at them. And therefore, when you're too sensitive, you're not open. And if you're not open, it's harder to work things out. Right, and then vice versa, for the people that like to communicate and be so forward, I find it so hard for the people that take it so sensitive. I didn't mean it at all. 
That's right. Exactly. And that's why it is very important for people to hear these messages and to hear someone like you. And that's why I feel it's so important. It's amazing to see. Yes, it's amazing to see. It's amazing to see that these people time, always finding the, 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 the I would say the, the well, let's call it the weak people or the sensitive people, the caring people. They always find this, you know, and try to put the, the guilt and stuff like this. This is, the, the, I would say, the kind of profession or kind of, kind of sense of this kind of people, unfortunately. Is it something more like, I? it's not my only, it's not my first kind of, should I say, weak friendship that I have. I also had um, more than once that for some reason, like, the weaker kind of self-esteem kids would come and become close with me or find something that, like, that they enjoy being with me. I tried thinking of it positively, and someone actually helped me out with that one. Can it be that maybe they see the security in me, that they would find it, or am I just doing something wrong with getting too much? <laughs> too many kind of people. Well, I'm sorry, I was just breaking up a drop. Um, just, just ask it one more time. I think you hear me now? Yes, yes. I'm saying, can it be that if, if this is not my only relationship that I see that I have with people that are not so secure with themselves, can it be because they do see the security like in me that I do have? Yes, or is definitely. Not only them, nice anyone. I want to validate people like confident, clear leaders. They don't need brilliant people. They need people that are okay and clear and solid and happy. And those that are okay with themselves, those are okay if people like them and okay if sometimes you disagree with them. And that's confidence. So what is it? So they're testing when they act that way, or do they really not believe in themselves? They need, I think it's lacking on the inside. So they're not really, like, even testing me when they keep on telling me I don't care or I don't like them or I, I don't know, all these kind of stuff. That's, that's, there's a lot. It's a whole, it's, it's an entire challenge. Oh, it's like a broad topic. Oh, I get that's it. That's right. It's a broad topic. It means, yes, they, they, they're lacking within themselves, but they got attention by expressing their negativity and people always try to feel bad. So they're trying to give in to them, and now they learn a system that works. It's unhealthy. And that's why today's days there's a lot of discussions about social communication, teaching people how to socialize. You want to make friends, don't be angry and why you're not going over to me. Start having value. Start having substance. Right. Right, I agree. So, in other words, there's really nothing wrong on my part. I mean, to say I, I didn't do anything wrong by not calling her the next day. Well, she is. In, in fact, that's in the workshop the... that we're doing now, more like a little with a personality disorder. Not saying she's a personality disorder, just discussing in the workshop the skills we're going to be teaching people is that it's okay. It's more than it's okay, okay for you. I that's think it's, right. It's more than okay. Well, you act very, very adult and mature. That's right. And uh, it's 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 amazing to see that uh, really our teenagers understanding it. You know, sometimes really people taking uh, advantage of people that sensitive and mature, and they want to to give you the the wrong feeling. And this is you, this is your ability to stay solid and firm about it. Yeah. For your sake and for your friend's sake. Great. I'm so happy to hear. And you just calmed me down. Sure. And what I will say is for all those teenagers asking, 
like sometimes we like to get attention from showing like we're weak or like we're sad and like people come over to us and that's okay. There is a power to vulnerability. This is more of like a control freak. I didn't take it no, as a No, I don't want to okay. I don't even want to put it that way. Sometimes people do get attention that way. It sounds like there's a little more going on because you said she's having this with with almost all her relationships. Right. And they all like run to apologize. So I was wondering That's right. This so is something that I don't is understand. Unfortunately, it. that's right. How these things sometimes develop into unhealthy unless she starts learning the healthier way to make friends. Unfortunately, it doesn't go to a healthy place. Mm-hmm. Great. You are very, 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 uh, very impressed. I'm very impressed. Thank you so much. Yes, Wait, you're welcome. Uh, thanks again for the book, Arminus, and thank you so much for the entire day. Sure, my pleasure, and keep on growing. Thank you. Take care. Yep. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, Robinson. Okay, so just to remind the numbers, 718-683-5858, or text number 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398, and we'll go to, uh, back to Mrs. We'll go back to Mrs. F that we yeah. lost. So again, as Robinson said, the number to call up, we would look forward to taking your questions or comments, 718-683-5858. Hi, taking. Hello? Yes, thank you. I yes. appreciate that compliment that you're sharing about the workshop. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for taking my call back. I'm sorry I got cut off in the middle of the way. Um, so I wanted to, my question was if I'm going to lose, if I lost by missing the first workshop and by the questions I missed and and if the questions are also recorded, play to playback. All you have to do is dial. It's all there. Try it out. Try the number. Everything is there. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't. I didn't. I have to make my decision for Yiddish or for English. So, can you like tell me the difference on both of them? They're the same information, and okay. personally, my English is better than my Yiddish. <laughs> but. Um, the information to each each area, it's a little different. It means for the Yiddish crowd, remember, when I speak, I speak to a, to a crowd and to people. And to the English, it's a drop different. To the Yiddish, it's a drop different. So each of them are great. Right. So um, it depends. Now can I, ask I would ask question? you about your spouse. I would ask you about your spouse because generally in my workshops only one person could get it but with, when it's over the phone so far i'm also allowing the spouse to get it for free so you're paying for one person but i'm allowing the husband to listen to so my next question would be um if your husband would do better in english or in yiddish actually divorced so nothing. oh okay i'm sorry for that one <laughs> okay um i know both but i was thinking that maybe um, like if I, I, ask say, a question. I like my English because I'm fluent there, but but you want to realize that I speak to different crowds. So if you the feel more is, for if the I'm going to be open, if I'm going to be open by asking my question, I'm thinking like imagine this no person I know asking. is going to. No be... one is. No one's asking their questions live. It's all text, text, emails, oh. or fax. Yeah, no, we oh. don't allow. Yeah, I've learned after my first workshop when I had people ask live. It took people like five to ten minutes to ask their questions, and then 
once I answered the question, they still went on, no, you didn't understand my question. I realized I couldn't even deal with, like, maybe, and especially when people pay for a workshop, now they feel they're going to ask their question over and over until it happened. I barely answered, like, five people in an hour. No, but another another point that's, that's great, that the person, they don't hear my voice, and I can ask my that's question right. openly. That's right. You can like ask text really. questions. That's right. Over and over. We do an hour and 15 minutes, both the Yiddish, and an wow. hour and 15 minutes for the English. Each of them, separate programs, separate questions and answers. So yeah. How does it work with England? Do you have a special line from England, like texting? or? There's a local number. No, the texting isn't all the way from England, which means they do. They have a local New York number that they text. So some people do have to pay if they don't have international texting. But then they could send a fax or they could send an email. Right. So the only option I have is texting. Okay, I'll work that out. Um, yeah. Perfect. Great. I'm very excited. Thank you. Yes. Normally um, we don't allow people to sign up, but so many people have heard like beautiful, positive feedback that we said, go ahead. I am a-okay with that. And we're still allowing so people to sign thankful. up. So, yeah. I'm very, very thankful to you. Very. Thank you for this question. People might even think that I set this up. I had no intention. In fact, since we started the workshop, all questions and answers are about anxiety, are about marriage, because I want to start promoting healthy issues again. I felt like we were talking about the, the personality disorders, but we didn't have an option how to help that. And Baruch Hashem, at least now there's a workshop. So we created the awareness. There's a workshop for people to start getting better and better. And I want to focus again on the classical issues that we deal with, anxiety, that almost everyone has, stress, anxiety, a marriage, kids. But I'm talking about like teenagers getting along, working things out, setting boundaries, limits. That's really the focus. So Baruch Hashem. I, whoever wants to ask their questions can ask any questions, but I'm going to start focusing more again on those. Right. So my my next question, if I can I ask another one, like yes, go right I ahead. Th I think it's connected, but um, so it's a little backdated because I was trying to get on the line like after Yonta, but I couldn't. I was waiting in the line a few times, but now I was thinking I want to ask that question, even though it's like way after Yonta. So I I went to Hakafas, and I was basically. Um, sick for two days, and that was the first day I came out of my bed, and I was like schwach, and I was, I was standing there, like I, I, it was like a huge and thousands of people, and uh, all I tried it was to see, to look down by the, by the street, and there came a woman, and out of the blue, she, I guess she went already through two hours of sitting there, or she was frustrated, I don't know what hit her, and and she thought that I was pushing her or she, I don't know what she didn't, she just started screaming and she pinched me so hard oh. that I had, I had black and blue marks for like three, four days. And the first day I couldn't move my foot. That's besides the point, but that's not the question I want to ask you. The f first of all, the first thing that came into my brain was like, what was Mordechai going to say to such an action? But I was so in shock, I couldn't move my tongue. I couldn't even think straight because it was, I was in such a shock that a person would do such a thing. But the time I came over to my friend's house to eat the cedar, I just bursted out crying. It was like the, all the, the, the cast, the anger, the emotion, and the guilt that I didn't say anything or what I should have said. And I was like totally in shock. And I just wanted to know like how, what you would say to such an action about yeah. what happened. You're right. You're right. Everything that you went through, I go through, every person out there, when we all of a sudden get hurt or attacked, out of the blue, 
and not even expecting it. That is so painful, and that's no, really I was, I was totally not expecting it. I was like, just right. standing like so innocent, and all I get is two, three pinches, and like I was like, it doesn't make sense that a human being doing this to me. I felt, yeah. I felt like I don't know. So I wanted to know, like, why, like, why only after, like, I kept it in, and I was in shock a few, like, a few. I didn't want to say anything. Afterwards, the crying came out. Yeah, that's normal. So the shock, that's normal. When someone hurts you physically, that's normal. And then when you had time to be private, that's when you felt it. And that's when you're allowed to yourself to release it. There is, there is, let me also remind the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the famous muscle, just so you should understand the concept, is that when a kid is sometimes alone or they're not around their parents, they're petrified or they're scared and they're not crying, they're like frozen. The minute their parent hugs them, then they give this big shout, this cry, and they cry, and they cry, and they cry. So this is something for us to be aware of, is that you're in shock, you're in pain, but when you were, were private, when you felt safe, you're able to release it. So it makes sense. Okay, wow. thank you okay. for that call. Thank I you so, so appreciate much. it. Yes, and thank you for mentioning about the workshop. I appreciate yeah. it. That really thank means you a lot. Again. Yes, and I thank Hashem for the Siyat Deshmaya. Thank you. Sure. And thank we you. are going to Mrs. Who's the first one? Mrs. S. One Mrs. Second. S, you're on with Mordechai and her of Nissen. One second. Hello, Mrs. S. Yeah, hello. Yes, hello. Yes, um, I have a short question. I'll give you details afterwards if you need. Um, I was wondering about betrayal. Like, what's yeah. really a healthy approach when a person knows 100% that the other person just went behind his back? To and I'll give open, you an To be open with the person. What? Be open. Tell the person I really feel betrayed by you. So when I approached it, the person denied it. Um, the person doesn't always say the truth, so I knew it's coming. But the hurt in my own heart is still like, and I know that the, I knew this before. I heard back from other, you know, sources. But um, I'll just give you a little details. Basically, I asked a favor from a person that I'm very good with, and the person said, "Impossible. They can't do it." Um, a few days later, I get a call back that the favor is done, basically, from, you know, from a different source. And I didn't even hear from her when I asked her, like, why couldn't you tell me that you're doing this anyways? Um, she wouldn't, you know, the person just didn't say, you know, she just went on, like, as if there was nothing. And it's not only with this, like, I could sometimes have it with store owners. Basically, I don't have to have with a person, meaning it's not like a person that I'm always in touch with. It's not, so I'm not it's more the hurt. Betrayal. Can you explain it's, to me again? Let's say someone asked you. I asked a favor from person A. Okay. Yes. And person A said that she, and it's impossible. The person cannot do it. And I understood, and I had 10, you know, I understood the reason and no problem. Right. A few days later, person B comes and tells me, hey, you know that person A is doing whatever you asked the person to do. So instead of come, person A telling me, you know, I thought it over and I'll do it for you, basically the person A did the favor, but 
only to impress person B, you understand? Yes. The okay. pers- the, basically, it's three people involved, but I tried going direct, okay. and the favor so now, was done. The fact so is that not only... I don't know what's happening, I, I really don't get the story. So I just want to give you an example, like what I hear, and you'll understand how far away I am from it. All right? So just explain it to you. That... Um, Let's assume that you're asking someone if they could just watch your kids, and B is saying no. But then you found out from C that B really is going to help you out, or let's say watch your kids. And you feel betrayed that they told C and they didn't tell you. Uh, Correct, and that they ended up doing the favor when the other person asked them. When I asked direct, they wouldn't do it. So what's hurting you is they helped the other person, but they didn't help you, or they helped you, but they helped because of the other person. Exactly. Three people involved. Correct. Right. So, and when you when you spoke to them, what did they say? Um, basically, that they didn't know. When I asked, it was too early to know. So I said, but once you decided your decision, you could have come back and told me that you decided. I didn't have to hear back from, oh, whatever. What's the difference or whatever? I I just so basically, yeah, Robinson, I'm, I'm just sorry. I just signed we. I don't know, I got it a little bit different picture here, you know. Maybe the person didn't want, you know, to that you said he or she did it. Just, you know, be a be for you know chesed. you know, for chesed and not uh I, I think that it's my, not oh I really can't give details. It wasn't a chesed, it was more uh Exactly. So I just want to say I am not clear. It's hard for me mm-hmm. to even give a response when I'm not clear and I'm not clear. Uh-huh. Okay, Nissen, well, thank you, you so much anyways. Then. Sure, sure, appreciate it. Okay. And, and this is sort of mentioned that some people have sent a text. They want to know the number to still sign up to the workshop. It's 201-691-7626. That number is 201-691-7626. And it's really called Workshops for Family Members of Personality Disorder. But next time I do it, we'll probably call it um, uh, the ability to create safety when dealing with difficult people. Because not necessarily does a person have to have a personality disorder to take this workshop. It's about learning to set your limits. It's about accepting you're allowed to make mistakes. It's about having personal time for yourself. It's about allowing people when they have difficulties, as we had that girl with the first call, that even though that friend is acting unhealthy, she made a choice, that other friend, to say, don't call me for a week. And when she didn't call, that girl's upset, why didn't you call me? That is sometimes people that have difficulties or emotional difficulties or whatever else that could be going on by them. And she is dealing with it healthy. You made your choice, and now I respected your choice. So, again, this is now it's still called for family members of personality disorder, but by Merit Hashem, next year when we do it again, this workshop will probably be called how to, how to deal with, how to remain calm or strong while dealing with manipulative people or with, Difficult people, something along those lines. It sounds much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds okay. much healthier. Yes. Maybe more we can get even, yeah. Okay, uh, we we have uh, Mrs. B. Mrs. B, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Um, first, I have a general comment to make, and then I have a more specific comment to make. Go ahead. Um, yes, yeah, so my general comment is that it applies to myself and to quite a few people whom I know that I... Um, I myself and those other people were really affected by all of your programs. It made us so much more self-aware, and I guess we're more healthy through that. Thank you. Thank you. What a source. Thank you so much for that. 
So basically, I'm thanking you for that. And uh, then a more specific thing that I really want to thank you for is last week, I didn't listen live, I listened to the recording, and there was a person there complaining um, about a situation, how she wasn't paid for a job that she yeah. had done for about a year. And it's so funny because, I mean, it's not funny, it's so sad actually, but it's interesting that I had the same situation also when I was a young girl. And I've been eating myself up about it, and it made me feel so validated to see that it's a normal thing that happens to young girls, and you just learn through it. And the way you said that it's an investment, and it's better to lose that money than later on to lose bigger amounts, it it just made made me feel so much better about what had happened to me. Yes. I'll share with you an interesting story. The last time I spoke to my father, it was a certain afternoon, that was another one of my little learning lessons is that me and two other people, for whatever reason, someone very, very close to me asked me to lend them money. To make a long story short, that person refused to do it unless he has a raven, two guarantors. And when the guy wasn't paying back, this guy got his money right away. And I was going to this person, and he paid me about half the money that day or, or before. And when I went there that day to pick up the money, I was working, so... I was speaking to my father. My father said he'll drive me to that place. He'll wait outside. And as I'm up there trying to beg for my money, it's amazing. It's my money. But you got to beg and every sob story in the world just to get your money. I got a check mm -hmm. of another third. So there's still a third lost. They make so you as feel as, got, if that, as if you are being mean for asking them for the money. That. And I had to beg because he says, I'm tight. I can't now. So literally, you have to start crying. That's how it goes. I need it now. I'm doing this. It's so tight. This happened. That happened. Like, when they start feeling bad for you, it's almost like you're asking Tzedakah just to get back your own money that they guarantee right. they said a date they'll pay back. And it's way past that. And you know they have the money because when the other person was pressing, I don't know if they had the money. They could have found the money. When the other person was going to the guarantors, boy, did that person come up with the money. But because I didn't, so I told my father, Baruch Hashem, I got a check. I got something. But look at this. I still didn't get it. And the other guy got it. And the last words I really heard from my father was telling me, and how do you think he learned this lesson? Mm -hmm. The same thing happened to him. That's how you learn. Right, yes. So yes. again, like I have that in my mind from my last lessons that I got from my father was the validation. There's nothing wrong with learning. And once you right. learn, yeah. and Baruch Hashem, I got back three quarters of my money. And I never got back You know back what I like to quarter. say? Yes. I like to say that you learn from mistakes. It's always better to learn from other people's mistakes. You can't That's learn it. from your That's, own. There's such a saying, um, people learn from their mistakes, smart people learn from others' mistakes. Oh, I never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess what I say is a similar one. Baruch Hashem, it looks like you're a smart person. You can make your uh, your own quotes now. Yes, yeah, so thank <laughs> you for that. Exactly. I'm glad that it was a validation stuff, yeah. for you. It's my personal motto, basically. Yes, exactly. And and I try living with it. I try living with making mistakes, learning from the mistakes, being willing to make mistakes every time I do something new and be willing for that mistake to happen. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for and sharing that. And another thing is also yeah. that people, um, I mean, I find that about myself, and I think a lot of other people are that way also, that if they wouldn't do a certain thing, they think that everyone else wouldn't do that either. And unfortunately, that the world isn't that way. 
Um, right. Even though I would never do such a thing to never pay a person for what they did, um, it, it, it doesn't play out in real life that everyone does that. So you, it, uh, I used to be naive, but I'm not anymore, and it's very sad that I can't be naive anymore, but that's life. That's right. That's right. I'm just wondering, before I put down from you, if it's possible to ever do it through, uh, at an earlier hour, so it should be easier for us. Yes, so I do right the now, we and move the clock, so we're an hour I, closer. I do the questions and answers specifically for the European clients. Oh, you're talking about the radio program now. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, because my questions and answers, I specifically Next, do it early. I do it at, uh, at, at 3.30, so this way the European listeners can ask their questions live. So, yeah. You're talking about the workshop. So, no, I'm yeah, not the talking workshop, about the workshop. But now you're talking about the radio. The radio is, will be next week. or the radio, uh, yeah. Uh, only, next week is, will be uh, regular, the time, because it's the differences between uh, Israel started last uh, last week. And we are going to start yes. basically to change the, mo- the workload. You're clock. moving the clock now. Yeah, so it's next not week. Be, next. It's going to be further away. This one hour yes. makes a difference. Yes. Yeah. Only I'll this week. I'll tell you, since most or many of our callers are the U.S., or most of our callers are really the U.S. callers, if it's earlier, it's more of a bedtime. Even now, from 8 to 9 is more of a bedtime. So 7 to 8 mm-hmm. is usually a hard time for callers. So this is more like an evening program. Like either you do a 12 How about one, afternoon? Right, so then, that, but I'm working then, Rav is working then, and we need to make oh. the calls and all that, so it's harder. So this is something right. that I, me and Rav Nissen both give up our family times for this. But uh, And we all hard. appreciate it. Yeah, Especially so, now you. you're doing college and you're giving away that little bit of free time that's not even free time anymore. Yes, there is a lot. I just had several of my friends are doing now, Ariyachi Kala, they're going there to stroll to one of the to one of the yeshivas that I learned in. I really want to go, and they're all sending everyone that they book tickets, and I'm thinking, how can I do it? And I realize I just can't do it. There's just too much responsibility, Mertzashem, maybe in, you know, in a couple of years from now. But right now, there's a lot of achrayas that I took, and I need to be responsible. So, yeah, there's right. a lot. That, yeah. Being that there are so many programs, like one program I could change, but there's, uh, there's so much going on that um, Mertzashem... Mm. Everything at the right time. Thank you for the appreciation and the acknowledgement of that. I have one little suggestion to make. I'm wondering if that's possible. Um, I know that sometimes when people don't call in live, then you accept text messages. And from um, here in Israel, most people have kosher phones without text messages. So it's not possible even to do that. And I'm wondering if, um, I like a lot of people have access to computers, either in the house or even out of the house, and if it would be possible to send in advance an email, if there's an email address, then maybe I'm wondering if that's possible. Yep, that probably is possible. We can give like an email address to send in, certainly. We're working on a system that will be also all over the world. Bezat Hashem, well, we will... Uh... I believe that to Hanukkah will maybe will do some system that will be all over the world. I'm looking wow. forward to that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much again. You're very welcome. Thank you. And the number to call up is seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. Go to and Mrs. Mrs. Who are we going to next? Mrs. B. Mrs. B. Hi. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, hello. 
Hello. Well, thank you. Thanks so much for your line. So, so many people benefit. You're, you're, you're constantly in, in every, in, in, in a lot of uh, family reunions and in family conversations. Oh, we heard on Mordechai Weinberger's line, and everybody, it's, it's always, always a, a conversation. Thank a lot, you. A lot that of people learn a, a lot of a lot of things. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Now I want to know there is a certain um, mitzvah that we do of Achnasas Archam, and we have a very most of my kids are married. I just have one daughter still in the house, and there is a girl that they keep on asking. the The house has of is a very um, a dysfunctional home. So there is a, a girl that has her own issues, physical plus emotional, and they asked me a long time ago if I could take her, so I took her in once, and it was okay with my other girls that were still in the house, but my youngest daughter is now, she's 15, she's about the same age as this girl, and she she just can't handle it. So when, while she was in camp, she was away for camp, they called me if I could take her, so I took her. And I was happy that I was able to do the mitzvah. My husband and me have no problem, and this girl has no problem being here, even if nobody, she has no company besides me and, and, and my married children. But now the father keeps on calling and calling, and I ignore the phone because it's hard for me to say no. But yeah. I don't know if it's fair from my side to push my daughter to something that's very hard for her to accept. Yes. And here's what you ask her of. So let's go ahead and explain both sides of this, because I think we can do it. We need to realize that on one hand, there is probably no greater, I don't say no greater, but probably from the greatest of mitzvahs that there can be out there, is building a bias in Klai Yisrael. And many times children from these dysfunctional homes cannot build a healthy house. They can't remain where they are. They can't stay healthy. They can't function. I see. I see it. That's right. And taking someone in, here. that's right, taking someone in can be from the, the greatest teacher, of mitzvahs. The teacher told me that she right away saw the girl is somewhere else, not at home. She was more relaxed and she had normal food. By us, we don't have lunches. And I feel so guilty not taking her. Yes. I, I have a hard time, besides another problem that I have saying no, but I know that the, the, it's not right for me to ignore the phone call. I just see the number on the phone and I don't answer. Well, first of all, we don't know. Again, they're so it's complicated. So let's take one side. The one side is that it's of the greatest of mitzvahs. And yes. we know there's a deacon that did that. It's off the charts. On the other hand, as you're saying, imagine you take in this one, this girl, and then and your daughter gets daughter. really affected. And she yeah. can be affected that I'm not that important to my parents. My parents care about her. Your, your daughter might also need some attention. And what I usually find that happens is, just to share with you a little an idea. By the way, maybe, I just want to tell you, my daughter yeah. is also listening. Because oh, she said okay. she wondered to hear what okay, so I, I, I discussed it between all the children. I want to tell her something very clear. Do not give in to take someone there because of guilt or because you feel bad for her, and it's going to affect you. 
There is a chiv that your parents have to take care of you and to take care of your needs. And if you're going to put someone ahead of yourself, unfortunately, in the long, long, in the long run, it doesn't work. Now, of course, there's chesed when you're doing, but chesed always needs to be done with a balance, and that's where Rav needs to be asked. Mm-hmm. Now, what about I wonder, hold on, let's work. wonder if there's a middle ground. I wonder if you could take her for a Shabbos once in three weeks just for a Shabbos. I'll tell you the truth. The hard part of they say a few days, and it ends up being until no, I call up to say that. No, it's very clear. You drive. It's very clear. If you don't drive her, then you take a taxi. It's clear. And it's hard. But that's what yeah. happens because they want to dump her somewhere. And that's yeah. what the word is, dump instead of really healing of what's needed. Because if they would do what's needed, the parents themselves would be going for help, and then the daughter wouldn't need help. So yeah. since they're in that place, here is again where you need to realize, is it healthy, is it not healthy? So I can share with you, we've had our member of Nissan on the radio that we've had in the past, some parents call up, and if those of you are listening, we have taken someone in and they were successful stories, please go ahead and share your story, because we've had magnificent, beautiful stories, and it's not easy taking in these children, because they have behavioral issues. They need a lot of attention. They take things a lot more personal. They will distort stories, and all of a sudden your child will feel that they aren't getting the attention that they did, and it's true they're not. On the other hand, the mitzvah is huge. The, the, the only thing is, it's not, it doesn't take away her attention as much as she has a hard time. She like is a very particular girl, and she cannot take somebody eating and chewing in her. It, it just bothers her from her. She, she's. We have place. We have enough bedrooms. We have. It's not so much her attention as she just can't can't take. Her, I don't know if it's more working on midas or she just doesn't like it. Well, people or don't like a lot of things in life. Or maybe if I would make rules well, if it's again, only so, for a shabbos. No, or so here's only... where you speak one on one. You need to speak to your daughter one on one. So what do you mean you don't like it? A lot of things you don't like. A lot yeah. of things in life. I don't. You, like someone said, I started college. I promise you, I'm not enjoying it. Last year, I didn't have a minute to breathe. I was able to clear up some space, so now I'm going to college and starting college, 10 to 15 hours a week plus everything else that I'm doing. I don't like it. I promise you all I don't like it. More like but am I gaining? Tremendous. Yeah. Am I helping people? Since I'm in college, yes, I'm, I'm, I really am. I feel I'm growing a lot. I'm mm-hmm. really... I've just had it where there was a psychiatrist that, that sort of gave a diagnosis. I had a different opinion. And because I just recently did a, a paper on it, I was able to tell the person, I, the psychiatrist, I disagree with you, look at it again. I said why. And the psychiatrist still said held his own, but I still consulted with a, third, a second psychiatrist, a third person, and they're saying I'm right. So now they'll go for another opinion. So there's a lot of things that I gain. Things that, when we say I don't like it, that's childish. And you're allowed to be a child. Yeah. But part of life is you learn how to be responsible. Now, if there are reasons that are bothering, we can either work out those reasons and see, can we have this girl with those reasons? Or mm-hmm. those reasons are valid that we can't have the girl, or could we do it sometimes? But mm-hmm. the words, I don't like it, is sometimes covering yeah, up for deeper issues. It, it, it's probably from her being the only girl, the youngest child, and things are always going pretty much you know, the okay. way she wants. 
let's say, but let's try something else. How about we learn some others? How about you take out this girl for a supper? You just bring her for a supper. You do homework with that girl. Why does it have to be taking this girl and on the husband of your daughter? Can't we come up with four or five other ideas? No, they, they, they divide all the children for like no, a week or two. So let them, for, right. So then, yep. This is something that Arab needs to be, and someone else needs to also speak to your daughter. So we don't know what's going on by her. Mm-hmm. And these are pretty serious questions. So the awareness yeah. that you're doing is fantastic. Rabnison, what do you say? I think that first of all, I would say that uh, the 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 side of your daughter is as from your side as a parent. I think that it will give you your daughter a very very good experience to to deal with uh, to sharing something, as right. is as understood uh, for you that you have a big house, you have you know, it's not a yeah. problem. And yeah, I, we, think, we, I think I think that's a, it's, and I think that's and I'm telling you, I grew up I grew up in a house that was. Uh, Baruch Hashem was uh, full of uh, guests and yeah. uh, I, many times I, I didn't like it I, can, I remember very clearly that I came one time from the army and I found somebody sleeping in my bed <laughs> and yeah. uh, this is why I didn't like it at all but I, I, and, and now I appreciate everything that my parents did and I think yeah. this is very very big schut to uh, to you and to to other side, you know, as you as Rabbi Mordechai said, we get so many feedback from people that basically uh, did it and doing it, so successful uh, stories, you know, and that's right. Yeah. And it helps the kids also, like your daughter, like and, you said, she will learn. And I w- I would say that I know from my my experience here in my house that. Most of the time, I would say 90%, not even 95% of my guests or my people that coming to my house and when my kids were small, was v- give my kids more than they, we give to the guests. This is so most this is, of the time. This is something that's 90% of the weeks we have guests for every Shabbat. Okay, great. I have nothing. Guests that come and go when we know it's only for Shabbos is perfectly fine. Okay. This is something that you never know. So until this is, as Rabbi Mordechai said, that you have to make the limitation. You have to make yeah. the border. So this, is, this is what I have to. I have to yeah. speak up and just, just say I can only Ex- do it for exactly. week, over the weekend. Yeah. That's right. And be clear that Matzah Shabbos and Matzah Shabbos, you bring her back, not wait for them. Like you will uh-huh. drop her off by her house. You will walk her, or your husband will drive yeah. her. However, it's going to go. Yeah. You'll mm. knock on the door. Here's your stuff. Hatzlacha. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. But I want you to know, even you wanting to do it, as we know that the Rabbi Nishleilam yeah. takes the Machshava Teva and it's Mitzarev Lamasa, and it's huge that you're teaching your child. And again, there's still balance. Because I know some people do take in people, and sometimes it is overwhelming, but there's still a middle. No, it's what would happen if you even start small so your daughter can get comfortable with her, get used to her. Maybe mm-hmm. she's there every night, supper for two hours a night. Mm-hmm. She comes yeah, every night from nice school idea. for two invite hours, supper, what? It's a, it, 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 it never occurred to me that I could just invite her over for a supper or for even for a Shabbos meal. It's, it's walking That's right. distance. So. Uh, and you, you start and your daughter gets comfortable with her. And if she's a nice, well-behaved girl, it might be much easier for your daughter to adjust to her. And working and work together. And work yeah, together. Right. That's right. And your daughter might yeah. even feel good that she could help her. There is a great feeling 
of helping. Yeah. When you give someone, there's a powerful feeling within ourselves. It's a koyach that Hashem created in this world, especially Klal Yisrael. We have it naturally where we want to help. That's right. Yes, yeah, so thank you so much. You're welcome. And mi kamcha Yisrael, just this question alone is a chizik for me. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Sure, you're welcome. Good night. And we'll go to, again, today is all Mrs. B. Yep, I think we've had like three or four Mrs. B's in a row. Mrs. B, you're on with Mordechai and her listen. Hello? Yes, hello. Hold, Hi. Hold on, um, hold on, one second, one to... second. Hold on, please. Yes. Yeah, okay, this technical, uh, okay, uh, you are on there again. You're on, great. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah, okay, I wanted to give an awareness. Wait a second. Um, last week, uh, there was a lady that was actually was calling about that her child, um, she was concerned because her child uh, was, um, like, internalizing the Yona story very much, that, you know, who was scared he was going to get thrown over a boat. Um, and you said that it was very age-appropriate. So I just wanted to... Um, say that actually my child was in a social skills group last year, actually around the time that they were learning the Makos in school. And um, the head of the group, who was a social worker, was saying that um, she noticed that him and a few of the kids were, you know, discussing the Makos in a way like they felt like it was actually happening to them. So I, I wanted to, like, bring that as awareness, especially, like, for priests. My son was in nursery then, like for, especially for preschool teachers to keep that in mind when they teach these things to their students, that there are some students that even if it's going, happening to the bad people in the story, there are some kids that, like, their imaginations are so strong that they, you know, it, they really feel like the story is happening to them. Yes, that is a great awareness, and that is very true. Can you also share with us what was the skill that they taught your son in the social skills group? So for those so parents, was, it was just a group um, in general for him. Like they, um, it was um, eight kids in the group, and they, um, I think, it was eight kids and three social workers running the group. And it was to um, give the kids like a structured playtime together to observe, uh, and like they played, um, and they, they had like a specific schedule of how they did things, um, and um, to teach them, you know, how to play together, how to um, not bother each other, how, you know, some general skills that it was, it was through a therapy center. It was through a social work center. Okay, that great. They did this. Thank you. Yep, okay. Great. I just thought it was a specific skill you would like to share with everyone. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a specific skill. I don't think, I mean, they, they gave us home, like, based on what they observed, based on specific, based on things from my kid. But I don't think it was, it was very specific. I don't think I can, like, make general awarenesses. Okay, that was just right. one exactly. thing that That's stuck exactly out. What happened. So there are some tools that I, I have an idea, but they're, they're not just standalone. It's usually a group, a couple of points together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. And the number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718 683 5858. So I'm 
very, very much appreciate this call that, yes, children, and it's important for parents to know that it's extremely age-appropriate for children that have active imaginations that they are imagining stuff. They're afraid at night. And it could even happen to kids seven, eight years old. I want you to know it's not like only a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Seven, eight-year-old, seven, eight-year-old kids with an active imagination can feel or hear, let's say, as she said about the Makas, hear about some bad people. Then the word, who said it won't happen to us? Who said we're protected? This is a normal reaction that children with an active imagination, not Hasselstrom saying there's anything wrong in the family, just an active imagination can feel. And you know what's and, it that around us, so the, the news, and every time you hear about this hurricane and this uh, stuff, it's... It's adding together to the pressure of uh, the kids, you know, and it's yeah. very, very, uh, very normal. Yes, exactly. The number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, and you can ask now your question. We have time for just about one more question. I would thank someone sent us a message. I want to thank Rav Nissen. Lazary and my Mordechai Weinberger and all of Jerut for all that you do for Am Yisrael. Amen. Thank Amen. you. I appreciate that. Me, me too. <laughs> we, all, we all appreciate this good. Yeah. Here's a number. I'm just going to read one of the questions here. I'm just looking at for the first time. Um, hi. Thanks for everything. I have a question about something that's not usually addressed. I have a phobia of elevators. And I want to know what you recommend to help that. I'm a female, and I'm about 20 years old. I appreciate your time. We've gained a lot from your insight. So it's interesting because elevators, there's actually a question. There's a diagnosis for someone that's afraid to go on elevators. But to understand the concept about elevators goes a little bit deeper because there is, let's say, one type of diagnosis and that diagnosis is called claustrophobia, where someone can stand tight areas. So when the elevator closes, they feel tight. That could be one reason. There are some people that are going on it because they're, that have the fear of going on the elevator because they're afraid of anxiety. Maybe something will happen to the elevator. Maybe they will be stuck with a guy. Maybe a dog might get on the elevator. Or maybe it will fall or break. Whatever it should be, then that's more anxiety. So it really depends. Even claustrophobia is under the power of anxiety. But when someone asks a general question like, how do you help that? We first need to understand what's the shayush, what's the core. Once we know that, we can then try working on various methods on how to help it. So I thank you for that question. We are going to go to Ms. B, our last caller of the evening. We have two Miss, Mrs. B's, which one is, uh, will be short. Oh. And Okay, so we'll start one okay, second so from the long good. distance. We've got two, so okay. straight B's. We've got okay. five well. people B's tonight. Okay, is that me? Yes. Yes. Okay, hi. I just wanted to say, I wanted to add to what the caller said about the Yona stories and the Makos for children. I know that specifically when relating to Golan stories, it's very important to tell the children to not have that unhealthy expectation that they have to reach that level. I know people that were that were very severely confused from that and they it, it caused them to get into very bad situations of very unhealthy expectations of themselves. I think specifically when we take a own stories we have to give 
give the respect that the children should have, at the same time explain to them that we are not meant to be on that level right now. Yes. Thank you for that awareness. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. You're very welcome. So we continue with another Miss B. Miss B? Hello, Miss B. Hi. It's me? Yes, it's you. First of all, thank you so much for this line. I really appreciate it, and I'm getting a lot of awareness. You're welcome, and everyone is so brave to really call up. Thank you. And second of all, um, I wanted to ask a question. Go ahead. Um, So basically I wanted to know if somebody is a drug addict or um, has any other mental, um, like, disorder, um, is it, like, within their control to begin with? Not sure what the question is. I I wouldn't understand it. If someone, let's say, has anxiety, could they fight the anxiety? No, I'm thinking more of like um, like drug addicts or like like eating disorders. Well, they're very first. Each each area is a separate one of its own. But let's go ahead. Let's take if, if someone's got a drug addiction, Abba. So what's your question? Now let's take it to that area. If someone has an eating disorder, what is your question? Can they fight on their own without help? Is that your question? Maybe like like did they do they have control to get into the situation or not? I'm still not getting the question. So let's assume someone is taking drugs, and your question is, could they have avoided not taking drugs? Yeah. Well, it depends. That's where that's where we take classes teaching us about culture, about sensitivity to people. Which means, let me go ahead and share with you an example. Let's assume someone is very stressed, and they have healthy parents, which teach them skills how to deal with it. Let's say someone's very stressed and they have healthy parents that will teach them, but they didn't open up to their parents. And then they are at the wrong place at the wrong time because the Rebbein has a way of doing whatever, you know, whatever he wants with the right intentions because the best for us. And just then there's a bad person that Nebuch has a little bit of drugs and gives this guy a little flavor, a little taste. So the first time he says no, but the second time he says no. And then the third time he tries a little no, so this thing gives him the high. That's how all addictions work. Same thing with gambling. They're tight with money, or they had a little bit of money, and all of a sudden they played it, and they got that one win. And they all say now, that that one win, or that winning $10,000 or $100,000 cost them millions of dollars. It was the greatest loss of making money. So blaming someone or saying you could have avoided it is a very low level. And you can tell they did. They're not a professional speaking that way. Because when you're out there, you hear how many stories where things just all worked out for that to happen. And had something been 10 minutes earlier or had something else not been just there, then they might have missed it. So I think telling someone, if you took it the first time, you're bad for that, that's, I think, judging. And I'm not the person to do that. It's important to create the awareness that drugs are terrible and they're highly addictive and you don't think there's anything wrong with it and everyone's talking about there's nothing wrong with it. Unfortunately, you know, those are those people in those circles. Look at someone that's taking that drug 10 years down the line. Look at someone that starts going down that eating disorder slope of worried about how they're looking or how they're assuming that people are going to like them. Look at how a person with an eating disorder is 10 years down the line. Look at them and say, do you want to end up over there? Now you're going to have to fight. 
and fight strong and find the power within you because somehow you're having that weakness. So someone might have a weakness where their body will turn to anxiety. Someone will have a weakness their body will turn to depression. Some will have a weakness their body might turn to food. Some people might turn away from food of an eating disorder. And some might turn to drugs. If that happens all day, I'm not trying to say that. All I'm saying is to judge a person is, I think, a little, in Yiddish they have a nice word, I like kleinkepik. It's a little small thinking. Like beginner people think that way. And, you know, once in a while I tell my therapist in the sense that we work, you know, I said I made a beginner mistake. But someone to speak that way is a real beginner. That means you're judging. And you feel that you have the right to judge. Rav Nissen, can you judge anyone? No, not at all. Now, we hope awareness, and that's what studies show, when you're teaching people the dangers of something, then it makes a big change. There's, for example, just to go, I, I don't want to go where because it's on the Internet of Places, but there's a picture of what lungs look like when the person smoked for over X amount of years. You see black lungs. You see how black it is. And then you see a person try to inflate it. It's like a little video, and then someone blows in, like they have something to do, that the lungs should open up, like, you know, when, the, when we breathe, the lungs expand when we inhale. And then when we exhale, they come back together. Also, you see the way most of those, because it's interesting, people don't know, but there are like different sections to the lungs that expand. When the person smokes that long, a large part of the lungs aren't expanding. When they're busy saying, stop smoking, it's not good for you, it's not good for you. I saw that for about 30 seconds. You see the healthy lungs, and you see how lungs of person that smoked for years, and this is what it looks like. There's no question that smoking is damaging. It's just we don't see it. You see someone inhaling and then exhaling. You see smoke and you think they're cool. Look at what the body looks like. Just go once to a ward where you see people with that. They get affected and, they, and its studies are showing. Creating the education will help prevent it. But if never someone is stuck to blame them, that's a little, that's judging. I hope not to be judged by others. And I definitely don't judge others. I am a big person that believes in wherever we're in. We got to fight. We can grow. That I do believe in. And the Rabbi Shalom gave us our Nisayan, and it's a Nisayan, and means we have to win and we have to fight. But to judge, I can't do that. What do you say to that? Do you agree? I 100%. We lost the, 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 the girl, but uh, yeah. no question that uh, we cannot judge nobody. Until we yeah. are really in this people, you know, again, there's some people like to judge other people. We, we shall we take the last caller? Is very let's go ahead, let's okay. do it. Okay, yes, let's go. The, uh, Mrs. Again, Mrs. B. Uh, Mrs. Uh, what F is it? we got over here. Okay, right? F, F, yeah, me okay. F. Mrs. F. Yeah, okay. Hello, Mrs. F. Hello, Hello Mrs. F. Hello. Um, I wanted to ask if there's anything to do. Probably like a more about legal question. Is there anything to do with a person that is mentally ill, that is homeless? Talking about a Heimischer person that I recently met and I found out information about her. Um, is there anything to do about it? Like also as a responsibility uh, as a yeet? So first understand that when someone is homeless, we want to realize why. Is it because they can't afford something? Then that's one level. Is it because that they have a mental disorder? Yeah, that's that, a completely different level. Right, that's it. Mm. I know. I think I, I know someone that was willing to take take her in, but yeah, a mental disorder. She doesn't. She ran away. Whatever. 
so that's very difficult because the United States and in the Western cultures, they are very but not to take away someone's rights. So unless they are a danger to themselves, like their life is at risk, then the government allows people to make their choices. So even if someone is brought to a hospital when they have sometimes a serious mental illness and they refuse to take the medication, the hospital's got to go in front of a judge. They're not allowed to force a person to take medication, even if it's the mental, the mind medication, against their will unless they can prove that they are a danger to themselves or to others. So just understand that if that woman is eating, sleeping, she's healthy, even though she could be dangerous, the courts are very hesitant to, let's say, to label them and to call them completely a mental disorder, like that now we can take away their rights and bring them into the hospital and treat them. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she doesn't have what to eat. Would that help? It doesn't matter if she doesn't have what to eat, but she is, is she, like, skinny? Like, many times these people that are homeless are pretty heavy. They yes, are eating. They're just eating from the garbage. Right, it's that's sad she's, what she's very, very skinny. No, she's skinny and Well then you might need to then you might need to start a court proceedings. There is. Yes, you can start a court proceedings and show that this woman is a danger to herself and then the courts then you usually go to court and the judge will have to see it or there's again there's a mental health I'm saying you can hospitalize and then the hospitals can get involved. You need to or plan it out in advance, either with Atsalo or with the Askanim, how to do the whole process, right. and then the hospital has the, they have a much easier connection with, with the courts to try to get them to deal and treat with their mental disorder. But it's not that simple, because the hospitals aren't looking to keep people. It's unfortunately some of the downsides of our medical system, where the hospitals don't make too much money. The insurances don't want to cover it, so they're at a loss in certain areas, and therefore they sometimes remove people after two, three days. You're not a danger. They won't even admit the person. You're not a danger to yourself, so go. Like, they won't admit them. So I personally tell you, this is an area that I'm not uh, such an expert in, but I do know that it's not that simple. Uh-huh. There are, I wouldn't do anything, but are there a schoonim that deal with this? Yes. How do I find yes, but understand, but let's understand something. The Askin's not there going to take over. They're going to make you do everything. Ah, oh, okay, I got They it. will, yeah, yeah. It's very easy. I want you to know one thing about our world. Everyone wants the other person to do it. Okay. When you talk about mental health, like Hatzalah's now has some big issues. What are the issues that Hatzalah's dealing with? When someone has a call, Hatzalah members go down, and pretty quickly, it's okay, it's not okay. The call could be 15 minutes, could be 20 minutes. If it's a serious medical call, it could be longer. When they get now lately, because there's now so many psychiatric calls, a psychiatric call starts being minimum a half hour to an hour. Calm down, no, I am going to go, I'm not going to go, I do have a problem, I don't. And I know from the inside, okay, I'm not talking about Hatsala, which one, but I do know that there, there's a whole bunch of task force being discussed. So now, when you're saying let an Askin deal with a person that doesn't want to get better, what you're saying is spending now several months fighting, getting family members involved, let's get there, who's going to fund the lawyers, who's not going to fund, all that is energy. And mm-hmm. when people were wonderful, great neshamas, people listening with great ideas. But that's one thing I've learned. Arvinista, maybe you can help out. It's so easy to tell others they should do. But when you've got to do it, those are hours and hours upon work, you've got to step up to the plate. Every organization that started, including jradio.com, started with a person saying, I'm going to invest money, time, hours, my life. 
deal in doing that. So before you call up and asking Yenush to do something, the question should first be, am I ready to do something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. And thank sure, you and it's else. so great that you have a good to neshama and you care about cholesterol and you want to help. That's fantastic. Thank you. There's nothing greater than that, Baruch Hashem, helping and doing that. So thank you for having such well, a great heart. I want to thank you for everything else, all the awareness and all the improvements that I had in my life because of you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm honored. What is this? Excellent. Thank you very much. And Ramoda we finish. Yep. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Hatzlacha. Amen. Thank you. And all the best.